You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? You are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast with your host, Matt Labrie. If you're joining us for the first time, number one, I want to say welcome to the show. Number two, we are excited to have you here. And number three, we are most definitely grateful you're checking out this episode today. Such a great episode to start with, as they all would have been, honestly, but I'm not here to be picky with you. And if you are back for more, if you're part of our community, you're part of the Decoding Success Faithful, I am equally excited for you because today's episode is on a topic that we haven't really touched on in the 65 plus episodes we've released thus far. In fact, this conversation that we're amplifying today, this message that we're amplifying today is something that I needed to hear myself because very transparently, very openly, like I am with all of you when we're tuning into the show, I occasionally seek what we're talking about today from outside sources when I should really be looking on the inside, as should all of you. So I've done enough beating around the bush for one episode, wouldn't you say? Today, we are joined by my friend Kate Ekman, who is an executive leadership and confidence coach who asked her clients, how would your life look if it was lived confidently? Through her own work in front of the camera as a TV news anchor and reporter, QVC beauty host and model, Kate learned what it truly means to be confident and it's not what you think. She says, the truth is you already have what it takes. You were born with it. You just need to remember what that feels like. Now, Kate is the creator and author of the Full Spirit Workout, which is a workout for your spirit that will help you get fit on the inside. She enjoys writing about healthy body image, self-confidence, personal development, beauty and wellness for publications like Mind Body Green, Elephant Journal, and Thrive. Kate is also passionate about her role as the global ambassador for Marula Beauty, a luxury skincare brand that empowers African women sustainably farming the pure Marula Beauty oil by providing fair trade wages. Now, before getting into this episode, I have to give a shout out to our partner Audible who's been making it happen for us, providing all of our community members a free audiobook of their choice over the course of X amount of months. It's been absolutely amazing working with them. So many of you have hit me up saying thank you for your free audiobook. And listen, if you haven't claimed it, you still have the opportunity to do so. And the reason I stress the importance of this is because it's one thing to listen to podcasts. It's another thing to, to add books into your rotation of optimizing your net time. Your net time being that time that you're commuting, whether you're on the train or on the bus, maybe you're flying somewhere to Europe and you know you can't tell all the time. So you have a book downloaded. You're able to listen to that. It is super, super important to continuously optimize that net time, whether you're on the treadmill or doing any of the things I just said. So to claim your free audiobook today, all you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. You'll be able to find that link in the show notes of this episode on top of that, just in case you don't understand my heavy New York accent. But seriously, on a more serious note, today, Kate is joining us to add value through her insights, experiences and so on. So without further ado, here's my friend Kate Ekman. Kate, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for dedicating time to make an impact here on Decoding Success. We are super excited to have you. So thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Awesome. First question straight off the bat for you is how do you personally define success? Inner peace. I know that's not really popular or that's definitely not a societal standard and it's not a way I would have described it even a few years ago, but I feel like a success success when I am at peace with myself, when I feel that inner joy that doesn't come from 
accomplishing something or making a certain amount of money or winning the attention or validation of an attractive man or a group of friends or someone who has a lot of fame and prestige. And that's been kind of my mission lately is to redefine success because like most people, I really place my worth and my value in the outside world. And what I've learned the hard way is that when we place our worth and success in anything outside of ourselves, we can never have enough, be enough, or achieve or be successful enough. I love that. Now let's go a little deeper into that. How do you find yourself achieving that inner peace? And the reason I ask is because we've had individuals hop on here and say that they feel peace when they know they gave something their all. And then we have individuals who say they have to meditate or, or this or that. So I'm curious, how do you find that inner peace? I absolutely subscribe to meditation. I do transcendental meditation. I'm a student of it. Ideally I do it twice a day for about 22 minutes. Um, hopefully at least get one in. If it's not sitting down and doing TM, I do a walking meditation at the track. Or if I'm really pressed and I'm traveling for work or in Manhattan all day for meetings or work, I meditate on the subway or when I'm walking from appointment to appointment, I make it a point to turn off the music, to really drown out in New York, especially the chaotic noise around me and really go in and focus on my feet on the ground. So being grounded physically and metaphorically, and then also that space of transcendence where I'm just kind of lifted above all the chaos. So meditation is, is an incredible tool. I also like to, I just recently did a hypnotherapy session. I'm trying to talk about that more to make practices like this more mainstream, but really I feel a sense of inner peace when I'm not so caught up in the, what I look like and how much money I'm making and how much I've achieved and are people going to be impressed by this. And that to me, um, while I like all those things, it is, it's almost this like obsessive anxiety laced state of being. So, um, I, I really do find the peace more when I am uh, giving rather than focus on getting. So if I'm helping someone, if I'm doing something for no, no benefit other than it feels good to help that person or I've made their day, that to me is giving you peace and, and, and not caring what other people think. Easier said than done. Not comparing. Easier said than done. These are things that you have to practice. And so that's what I've really committed to is just like everyone goes to the gym to work on their physical muscles to combat gravity. I go to the spiritual gym, which is I'm working on my emotional muscles to combat the emotional gravity, which is fear and competition and jealousy and stress and all the things that are always going to be present in our society. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And you know what? I have to give you a ton of credit for being able to meditate on the subway. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I have to give you credit for that. Now, Kate, you're known to help individuals tap into their confidence spirit, but I'm going to assume that step one in doing that is actually knowing what confidence is. So can you walk us through that? Yeah, I've had to think about what confidence is. And I, I really... A lot of people, because I've I've lived a lot of my life doing on-camera work, and so people think that confidence is is a certain thing, or it's that swagger and, and stuff like that, and everyone has their own definition. For me, confidence is what we're born with. It's like when you're a kid... No, no child, and, and watch a child, the next time you're with one, no child is trying to be cool or trying to be successful or trying to be cute. They just are. They're just uniquely themselves. And so I think we can learn so much from children. They're just 
brilliant because they are. They're gorgeous because they are. And so a lot of times we think we have to act a certain way or do a certain thing or, or wear the outfit or have the money. But for me, it's just, it's something that we're born with. And it really is our birthright to own that and to express it to the world. And um, I think it's getting out of our own way. But if you believe in a higher power, it's for me, it's getting out of, out of God's way. I respect it. Now, let me ask you, when it comes to, you know, the swag, right? And is that more of an ego thing? You know, for me personally, when I'm in a suit, I'm a lot more confident than I am right now in this t-shirt that I'm wearing. So I'm curious, like what your response is to that. That's interesting because, oh, I love that you just asked that because of course, and I think of when I'm on TV, I, I look the part. I have like, I have the dresses that I wear. I wear the Manolo Blahnik or Jimmy Choo shoes that are five inches, which put me well over six foot. And so, yes, in that sense, it's confident that my hair and makeup is on point. So on, on the outside, yes, it's the confident. However, that said, and this is what I have learned the hard way, is that there have been so many moments where I looked the part. I, I couldn't have looked better, but I, I felt extremely insecure, which is an oxymoron to people. Or I have felt my most insecure in my life when I was working as a full-time model. So I, for me, again, and right now, people can't see, and you and I joked about it in the beginning of this conversation, but you know, I just came from the track and running and I feel so confident right now. I'm, I'm in my workout clothes, no makeup, my hair is back, but I feel great because I just got my endorphins going and I feel confident and I'm just, I'm like, woo, I'm like lit up and ready to go. So I think sometimes, especially as a woman, um, when so much emphasis is placed on the way we look, it feels really good to right now. You can't even, nobody can see me. It doesn't even matter what I look like. People are just listening to me. So I really, again, I think it's coming from your spirit. And so regardless of what you look like or what you're wearing or what your job is, if you're bringing out that confidence from within, people are going to feel that. And, and you know that. I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen or someone who's extremely attractive, but just the way they act, you're like, wow, that person just kind of like reeks of like, they just don't like themselves or, or the other end, which is like, wow, that person is just overcompensating so much, which I have compassion for how insecure they are. For sure. For sure. I love that. Now, let me ask this. How did you come about to develop your self-confidence? I mean, you, you talked about it being uh, something you're born with essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what, what triggered you to realize that? I feel like I, I was always very confident and a fearless child. I was, um, you know, a gifted athlete. I was a, comp a competitive swimmer for 17 years. And I feel like what happened to me, which happens to a lot of people, is that, you know, I had it and then I, I feel like I kind of lost it a bit or some of it went away. And it's, it's from society, you know. Some guy told me I, I wasn't pretty enough. Some professor told me I wasn't smart enough. And maybe those exact words weren't used, but that's a story I created based on their behavior. Oh, I didn't, I, I got a C on this test. I'm dumb. He broke up with me and started going out with this other girl. I guess I'm not good enough or pretty enough. So, you know, life will knock us down and that's just inevitable. But I think a lot of us, if we don't have the tools, it's like what I talked about, these emotional muscles. If we don't have the tools to you know, build up, build up that resistance and that resilience, something is going to happen. The rejection, we lose a job, we lose a loved one, something happens and it, it takes us out. But if you 
build these muscles, you can get your confidence back. So for me, it really took being knocked down and experiencing so much rejection as a model and a TV host and, you know, just someone who I was really, I wanted to live a big life. And when you put yourself out there in a big way, you are going to absolutely be rejected. And if you dare to love someone very deeply, you're going to get your heart broken. Even if you're with one person your whole life, that person's going to do something you don't like or say something you don't like, and you're going to feel hurt or rejected. So I think it's just been for me a journey of getting back to that confidence that we're all born with and really living from that place. And again, it's coming from within rather than I feel confident because I look this way and have this money and have this partner because all of those things can can go away. And if, if, you, if you realize it, and, you know, it's why people, for example, you get the job and, and look, look at the, the opportunity you got right out of college. <laughs> you flat out said, I wasn't happy. And from the outside, everyone probably thought you were, you were, or at least you should be because of X, Y, and Z. So again, you had to kind of go within and be like, what do I really want to do or what really makes me happy? For sure. And I have to be honest, it was a 15 day Euro trip that made me realize that I wasn't happy <laughs> when it came wow. to Wow. But it is, it is always something where you step back from life or sometimes life just knocks you on your butt and you, and you have no choice, but to really look at the way you're choosing to live your life. Exactly. Exactly. Everything you've been saying really resonates with me on a very, very high level. Now, was it your experiences that you were just mentioning that made you want to help others when it comes to confidence? Absolutely. Just because I've, I've felt that, you know, feeling of it, it, a lot of it, which I think whether some people want to admit it freely and openly like I do, and then others, I feel like the people who don't admit it at all are just in so much denial. And so that's at the root of every problem in our world. Underneath everything is this feeling of not adding up or not feeling good enough. And it's because it's constantly reflected back to us in our society, especially in American culture and advertising alone. It's like always telling us all these products that we need because we aren't good enough as we are. And we buy into that if, if only subconsciously, which is really at the deadliest level. So um, that said, yes. And then the, the thing that really changed the whole trajectory of my life is that I lost two dear friends to suicide almost a year to a day apart from one another. And they were both just brilliant, beautiful, well-loved, successful men. And two of the last people that you would ever think would choose to end their lives. And so for me, not only did I have to really um, come to terms with their deaths, but I also had to come to terms with the way I was choosing to live my life. And at that time, a couple years ago, it was all about what other people thought, um, you know, having a prestigious job, making a certain amount of money, how I looked. And um, I don't feel bad or weird saying any of that because that's most people. And um, for me, it's just, it's not sustainable. And like I said earlier, you can never have enough or be enough when you put your worth outside there. And so I started writing about my experiences just very openly on my own blog and then for several publications and just got such incredible feedback from people. And I really saw how me being vulnerable and sharing my story was really allowing other people to open up and say, wow, I've experienced that too. Or, you know, I wrote a, a story about being on anti-anxiety medication. And I was just flooded. I still am flooded with emails from people um, that say, oh, I, I can't believe, quote unquote, someone like you would have anxiety or depression. And it's like, <laughs> at this point, if you are conscious and awake in this day and age, and you you aren't anxious and you aren't depressed, at least at some point, then I'm concerned for you. Because we are living in a 
insane time right now. There is so much going on and so much to navigate. So for me, just all the responses I got from writing and when people um, would just say, because of your article, I, I did this, or because of what you wrote, I was able to do that. It really just it gave me so much joy and like, I wouldn't make a penny writing those articles, but it felt like a million bucks. I hear that. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. I give you so much credit for that. Now, let me ask you, we kind of touched on this already. What's your advice for when self-confidence starts to falter? And what I mean by that is you step into one room with one group of individuals and you're this most confident individual that you can potentially be. Then you go into another room and you see yourself kind of being a different person, right? And, And not exemplifying that same self-confidence. And the reason I ask that is because we have a lot of high performers that tune into the show and we're always taught that you need to be in a room where you're not the smartest person. Mm. And that, that's exactly what struck that question. So I'm curious, you know, what's your advice on that? I think two things. One, you have to remember who you are and you have to go back to all the things about you that are right and really focus on your strengths. So it's like if you came to me as a friend or as a coaching client and and asked me the same thing, I would just say, Matt, what are your strengths? And you would go through and then we, we would really just dive deeper into those and really bring out your gifts and your strengths because everybody has certain gifts and strengths that make them who they are and make them also successful and, and their chosen path. I think what happens oftentimes is we focus on, you know, the one thing that maybe we aren't as great at and, and kind of push aside the 10 things where we really excel. So focusing on strengths. And then I would just ask you, what made you successful in the past? So like I go into new ventures all the time and I've had to recently ask myself, what made you really great in the past? And for me, my swimming career came up because just swimming competitively for 17 years takes, you have to be a little insane, but it, it takes an extreme amount of work ethic and dedication and focus. And one of the things that made me successful was just, I was just such a fighter and always unwilling to give up. I have that, that grit and determination. And so taking that and seeing how it can be an advantage in every situation. And then you walk into a room, maybe you're intimidated because so-and-so's there and he's done such and such and you're just this age and haven't done that. So I would go in rather than judging, I would go in ready to learn rather than feeling anxious, get curious. So if you catch yourself in that, like, Ooh, like you're feeling a little anxiety or feeling a little insecure, get curious. Why am I feeling this way? Or what am I here to learn? Yeah, that mindset shift truly does help. Now, you you mentioned focus. One thing I typically notice with myself is self-deprecating thoughts. Mm. Sometimes I question myself, why am I able to achieve this at my age? Like, what did I do to be able to, you know, deserve this opportunity? Whatever the case is, right? Self-deprecating thoughts creep in every now and then. And I know a lot of people tuned in can also agree to that. Now, my focus will tend to shift to a self-deprecating thought as opposed to those strengths. So is your response to the last question the same as this one? Like, how do you deal with those self-deprecating thoughts when it comes to confidence? I, I mean, it, it can absolutely work, but I would just, I would just have a sense of humor. You know, I think that's a thing. And, and that's what losing these loved ones really taught me is that I feel so many people take themselves so seriously. And, you know, I'm in a grad school program where I just see it and I just feel like, you know, the oddball, but I'm happy to be the oddball who's like laughing. And it's just like, we're all studying the same thing. I'm getting the same grade as you. I'm just having fun while I'm doing it. And, and, you know, like making friends and, 
So that's what I learned is that when you take your life seriously, you get to take yourself a lot less seriously. So you know, laugh about the self, go to the self-deprecation and then, and just be like, have compassion for yourself. And it's like, okay, wow, I really am feeling this way and joking about it. And, and then just owning it. You know, I have a right to be in this room just as much as anybody else here. I mean, do you think he's a silly example, but do you think Mark Zuckerberg was like in his flip-flops and hoodie concerned what all the guys in suits thought of him as a like college kid with this idea. No, he was, he was arrogant. He was like the extreme, the other way. So there is a happy medium there, but I think there's so many people out there who have no business doing the things they're doing. And I just, I think because they're not worried about, Oh gosh, am I really qualified to be here? They're just, they're just owning it. I, I see that so many people, so many people quote unquote making it are not necessarily the most talented ones. They're just like the ones that believe they can do it. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Now, Kate, let me ask you, what's a question about confidence you wish more people asked you? Ooh, that's a good question. I wish, this is so funny. I wish more people even knew or realized that they could get some confidence coaching or that they had some work to do around their confidence. Cause I think a lot of people would sign up for like, yeah, I want to make more money or yeah, I want to get the relationship or, you know, yeah, I want to build my business but when it comes to like, do you need more confidence? I find a lot of people are a little bit in denial that they need to even work on their confidence. Does that make sense? Because I think that they think that confidence is the bravado and I've, you know, I'm done this or I have this degree or I look this way. So I think it's coming from more of that humble, that humble place and, and realizing, I think redefining what confidence really means. Cause I think a lot of people are when they think even just watching the, you know, women just win the world cup, the soccer team. And I was seeing a lot of examples of, you know, you would, no one would ever tell Tom Brady to tone it down or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James win an NBA title and tone it down. And I, I was seeing a lot of a backlash against some of the women players for how they were celebrating. And they were celebrating so much less than I've seen their male counterparts celebrate. And yet it was this thing of, oh, you need to be more humble. So I think a lot of people have it twisted what it is. One of my favorite spiritual teachings is that it is humble, not arrogant to think you're magnificent because you're, you're a child of the universe. You're a child of God. And that really, really struck with me because I think in our, our world, we have um, arrogance and humility backwards. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that. And I do believe that people do need to address their confidence as you were mentioning. I think that's super, super important. Now, Kate, I want to respect your time, but I want to squeeze two more questions out of you. The first one being, what was a piece of advice that you were given that you didn't want to hear, but proved to be true over time? Wow. There's, there's so many things, but what came to mind immediately, so many lessons from my, my swim coach on my, my club team growing up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he passed away the summer before my senior year. And so he, he taught so many great lessons that have stuck with me, not just swimming, but life. And for example, I am always early to meetings or to, to everything because I, I grew up with a swim coach where if you were even one minute late for practice, it was hurry up and catch up. And so he really taught me to be on time and you wanted to be on time, if not early, because it was awful to like, if you were even just 200 yards behind to have to hurry up and catch up <laughs> the rest 
rest of the team. So I think it's it's about that being res- uh, like respectful with your time and other people's time, and and just taking what you're doing, you know, take it take it seriously, and 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 be a great teammate. I think that's something that so many of us are, you know, have moments where it's all about what we can do or what we can get. But I really am finding you will achieve so much more when you focus more on what you can give and being a great great teammate, whether that's to your spouse, your children, your coworkers. Uh, anyone around you, like the the people on the subway, like anybody just being extending, you know, the kindness from your heart to other people rather than just focusing on what's in it for you. For sure. I love it. Now, if someone was seeking a piece of advice from you to achieve their definition of success, what would you tell them? I would tell them to spend at least five minutes a day in silence or in solitude at least. And by solitude, I don't mean, you know, go to a cabin in the woods and sit by yourself because that's another epidemic now. People are like, I I spent time alone. I'm like, yeah, but you were scrolling on Instagram the whole time. That's not a break. That's not tuning in. That's not checking in. So I think the more time we can spend um, in, in silence, in quiet, in solitude, going in, even if it's five minutes a day, just recalibrating your system, checking in, how are you doing? What's working? What isn't? I think the more we can you know, just get comfortable in silence. I feel like we're so bombarded with so many distractions and everyone is so stressed out and and burned out. Um, The more we can take that quiet time to ourselves without any distractions, I think it's really the key to success. And whatever you want to do, that alone, that practice in itself will make you more successful in every area of your life. I agree. I think that's exactly what leads to self-awareness too, is really spending that time with yourself and getting in tune with who you truly are. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, Kate, where can people keep up with you on social media, websites, any projects you have going on? This is the time to drop them. Yes. So my social media everywhere is Kate Ekman. So at K-A-T-E, E-C-K-M-A-N. My website is kateekman.tv. I am currently meeting with publishers to sell my first book. So hopefully I'll have some information on where to get that in about a year or so. I'm working on writing that now, have the proposal done. And I think that's about it. So website and then Kate Ekman on social media. And I'd love to connect with people and just share in community and conversation and use social media rather than having social media use us, right? (laughs) I hear that. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Matt. And there you have it from Kate herself. Listen, this episode was filled with gems on top of gems on top of gems, value on top of value on top of value. I'm sitting here in awe just thinking like, wow, so much of this honestly resonated with me on a high level. And then I realized this is not often talked about, right? When you think about other people's podcasts and, you know, just mainstream media, like we don't hear conversations like this. And I feel like this is the type of stuff that needs to be brought up more often. Right. When you're trying to empower other people, when you're trying to positively influence other people and, you know, get people to move. That's the thing. It's, it's not just about motivating or something of that nature. It's like, it's about actually getting them to move. And this episode right here literally got me to move. So if it got you to move, what I'm going to ask you to do is make sure you connect with Kate. She dropped her socials. Make sure you're following her on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks and the LinkedIn's and everything else that's out there in this world. She's always active on 
on Instagram. I see her all the time on the gram. On top of that, make sure, and I'm forecasting a little bit in the future here, but make sure you're on the lookout for her book. I know she said it's kind of a long way away. She's in the process of writing it in the moment, but make sure you're on the lookout for it because think about this. If there were that many gems in an episode X amount of minutes long, just imagine how many gems are gonna be in that book. Absolutely amazing. Listen, I'm super grateful for Kate. So Kate, if you're listening to this, thank you again for hopping on here. And I wanna talk about a couple of the points that you made, because that's exactly what we do at the end of every episode. We talk and recap. And the first thing I wanna start with is what we talked about at the end, right? Being alone, not necessarily like Kate mentioned. You don't have to be in a cabin in the woods by yourself, but literally taking five minutes a day to be with yourself. And what that starts to develop is self-awareness. And I can tell you that from interviewing amazing individuals just like Kate right here on the show, we see time and time again how important self-awareness is. When you're self-aware, so much starts to click for you, you're able to literally level up and grow at a more exponential rate than if you were not self-aware and if you were just kind of just like going with the flow. So what I'm gonna ask you to do is to do something for yourself and actually take that time to be by yourself in the next few days. I'm not saying you need to do it every single day, but I want you to at least try to do these things because it's one thing to consume this content, it's another thing to act on it, right? So don't just let this go in one ear and out the other and oh, that big, tall, lanky, doofy motherfucker wanted us to sit in silence. Like no, actually try it. Actually try it for yourself and I would love to know the outcome of that. So hit me up, let me know what you experience by dedicating some time to yourself. Distractions aside, right? Get rid of the laptop, get rid of the TV, get rid of the phone, get no books, no nothing. If you want, have a pen and pad there and write down some stuff, whatever the case is, just be by yourself. Super, super powerful. So Kate, I really appreciate you sharing that. The second thing I wanna talk about is revisiting your strengths. Like Kate was mentioning understanding what your strengths are. Personally, I think it's super important to revisit what your strengths are. Literally have them written down, have a list. And when you're not feeling as confident as you were at your peak or, or whatever the case is, I want you to revisit that list of strengths. And in fact, when you revisit it, I guarantee you'll be able to add to it. Knowing you, this high performing community, knowing you, I know that you're continuously growing, you're continuously bolstering your abilities. So when you have that list written down, I guarantee you, you'll be able to add to it. And that alone, that action alone, being able to add to that list of strengths will give you some newfound confidence. Just something that I thought of off the top of my head. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. But seriously, I want you to try that out on top of being in silence. And the third thing that I'm going to mention is putting the ego aside. Now, why do I mention this one? Because a lot of us operate with ego. And what I mean by that is we hold ourselves back because of our egos. And I know that a lot of us, at least 90% of us that are tuned into this show have at some point done exactly that. We've literally let our ego stop us from doing things. And 
honestly, th this episode ties into each other, like all the points tie into each other so well, because when you are able to be alone and be in silence, you're able to reflect on situations like that. And what it does is honestly help you put that ego to the side so that you're able to capitalize on your dreams and capitalize on the things you want to do and honestly say just, you know, fuck everything else. Like literally fuck it all else. Like you know what you want to do, go do it, ego aside. So those three points really, really hit home with me. I want to know what hit home with you. So let me know on social. Obviously, you know where to find me at this point. If you're new here, maybe not. So I'm going to drop it anyway. I am at Matt underscore Labrie on Instagram and on Twitter. I always say that I'm doubling down on LinkedIn. So if we're not connected on LinkedIn yet, please reach out to me. I would love to connect with you there. It's just my name, Matt Labrie. Same thing for Facebook. Feel free to reach out to me. I would absolutely love to spark some conversation around this. And as always, I have to ask you to do this for your community, for your followers, for your friends, for your family. Make sure you're sharing this episode with them, especially if it hits home with you. I want you to not be selfish with this content. You Successful people are selfish 100% and it's in a good way, right? No one can drink from your cup unless it's full. But your cup is overflowing after this episode, thanks to Kate. So what I'm going to ask you to do is share this episode with your friends. If you're in a group chat, just drop it in the group chat. Just drop it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to force anyone to listen to it. Just say, hey, this was of value to me today. I would love for you to check this out. Share it on your socials. I'm always reposting and shouting people out that share it on their socials, whether you're putting it on your Instagram story and make sure you're tagging Kate in that as well. I think that's super important. Let her know where you know her from and it's right here at Decoding Success. So make sure you're sharing that on social. If you haven't yet, drop a five-star rating and review, especially if you're tuned in from iTunes. We're trying to get this up to 200 at the end of this year. That is our goal to have 200 ratings and reviews and we are well on our way to that. And listen, always, I have to end this with gratitude. So thank you for tuning into yet another another episode of the Decoding Success podcast. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.